For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me as usual is Dequell Jackson. We just got through this week and we have a game this Sunday to talk about Dequell and it's a big and it's a yeah, it's, how is this a one o'clock game? Because it seems like this should be a four or or prime time to me. Yeah, this is one of those games where you get ready to this is playoff. This has a playoff feel to it. This has a playoff tone to it where both teams are in the thick of it. Well, the Colts are in the thick of it. The uh, Buffalo Bills, they're six and three right now. They have more of a command in their conference. But this is a big pivotal game for both both teams. And right now, the way. The Colts are playing offensively. Jonathan Taylor is playing offensively. This is this is a matchup that everyone's going to be tuning in for, and I can't wait to see it happen. Oh, absolutely, especially after kind of a, a letdown game by the offense uh, against the Jaguars. Um, yeah, Taylor did run for a good amount of yardage, but the second half they kind of disappeared, you know, mm-hmm. um, and – this is not a game that the Colts can do. You cannot disappear in the second half offensively or defensively. And the Colts, so far this season, when they jump out to leads, and I don't expect that to happen against the Bills, but they disappear defensively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they And they can't afford to now, you know, anyone that plays the Jets, it seems like they get the mojo back offensively. Right. The way they were able to put up 45 points and, uh, Stephon Diggs had a huge day, five receptions, over 160 some odd yards receiving. So this is not a football team that you can think you you think you're going to line up and just dominate the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball. You're just going to have your way throwing the ball down the field. They're going to have some answers. Leslie Frazier has been around for a very long time in this football league, and he is a guy. Given time, he can shut you down with guys on the edge. Uh, this. Young DB White, he's come out of nowhere. He's playing exceptionally well. So uh, this is a this is definitely a game that everyone's everyone's paying attention to for the Colts because we've seen glimpses. And you just alluded to, we haven't seen them be able to jump out on the lead and continue to apply the pressure and keep your foot on the gas. And this is a this is a football team in the Buffalo Bills. They're built strong defensively against the pass, against the run. You cannot afford to get behind early. And if you get a lead early, which it could happen, you got to be able to, 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 to put them away because this team is built for the long haul. Josh Allen has come into it. He's who Josh Allen, who we think Josh Allen will be and how he throws the football. And Brian Dayball, you know, they've had a they they've had a great great combination between play calling and, and executing on, on the offensive side. So the Colts, this is, this is the biggest test of the season. This is going to tell me whether or not this team is ready. And right again, I'll say it again. They're in the thick of this, they're in the thick of things, whether, you know, if they win this football game, this gives the Colts an enormous amount of confidence moving forward to finish this tough stretch of football. And as well as you know, we both know 
in the month of November, this is when the football team, the great football teams rise to the top. Those good football teams wins close games and they start to really, you know, hone in to what they do best. We know what the DNA is. They know how to win close football games. So this is a huge test for both teams, more so for the Colts. Man, I don't know about you, but they got this right now, the betting over under right now for the total scores, 50 and a half points. I, I see this as an mm. over game. I really do. The Bills are – that offense can put points up in bunches. And the Colts, the last eight weeks, believe it or not, averaging over 29 points a game. Yes. Over yes. 29 points a game. So, mm. you take that. That sounds like an over to me. How about you? you yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I really think, you know – as you say, you know, it's hard to take away 20. You're averaging 29 points a game. And mm -hmm. you you develop this consistent, you know, offensive, you know, weaponry when you're running the football and you're getting the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. And Carson Wentz is quietly having a really good season that no one's really talking about. I think some of those bonehead throws kind of mm -hmm. stand out and people want to harp on that. But 17 touchdowns and, and on, to only three picks. That's really well going into the second part of the season. So, yeah, I do think the over, I think this game will definitely be over 50 points from both parties because, you know, as you said, th this this Buffalo Bills offense is explosive. I know Stephon Diggs. I didn't play with him at Maryland, but I know this guy. I know how competitive he is, and I know he was, you know, he, he could be a diva at times if he's not getting the pill. And he got the pill thrown to him a lot last game, and he got his mojo back. So he's going to be looking forward to, you know, really solidifying himself as one of the top receivers in the league, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I do think this this game is going to – this is going to be a heavyweight bout. This is going to be a heavyweight bout. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. This is a huge test. So we're, we're both on the over on the 50 and a half. Ladies and gentlemen, go to bet online. That's right. They have a new interface right now with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, and it remains your number one spot for all of your football action this season. I mean, come on. To me, the 50-and-a-half bet over, that seems like a, a gimme, all right? Yeah, that seems like <laughs> Yeah, to me, it yeah. seems like a gimme. And then, of course, if, if, if you're into other stuff, you like basketball, baseball, hockey, Boxing, you into boxing? We already talked about it earlier this week. All right, Frank Gore <laughs> and Darren Williams, right? Well, there's going to be some money thrown around on that. Go <laughs> bet on that on Bet Online as well. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe50 to receive your bonus. Now, we're talking about this offense. Bill's offense could be without their starting right tackle uh, due to COVID. Looks like more and more chance uh, that Spencer Brown will be missing in this game. How big of an impact is that going to be for the Buffalo Bills? Huge deal. Huge deal. Uh, I know the guy's a rookie, Spencer Brown, but anytime you lose one of those guys on the edge, your left tackle, right tackle, those guys – you know, they, they keep everything within the pocket. They keep everything away, out of harm's way of um, uh, your quarterback here. Um, but this is definitely something that the Colts and Matt Eberflus 
will need to exploit. He's not going to be, chances are he's, you know, but because he tested positive for COVID, he's going to be out. You need to find a way to, to manipulate and take advantage of whoever is going to be his replacement. And I'm sure Brian Dayball understands how he's going to be attacked, but this is an area you got to attack all their weaknesses offensively. And if it's from the interior line, you definitely have to find a way to, to mix things up, run a ton of games and send pressure more so that way and force the, the, his, the replacement and the tough, put force them in bad decisions, force them in bad decisions. Great coaches find a way. And I think you have to play the game, right? Every coach comes into a game with a script, whether it's offensively, defensively, you kind of have an idea of how you're going to approach and how you're going to attack them offensively. The first 15 plays, I've said it before, you have to pay attention to how our defense is going to try to attack and penetrate the Bills offense. And Josh Allen was his name. I couldn't remember his name for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Josh Allen, though. I I, I think Josh is a absolutely studly uh, quarterback in this league. Um, kind of scary a little bit. Uh, we, we saw last wild card game, you can get all the pressure in the world on this guy, and he's just going to get out of the yeah. pocket, stretch the play, and find yeah. a guy downfield. Yeah, I, I remember early on in his career, they were comparing him, his pocket poise, to a Ben Rosselberger. He was a big guy with a big arm, and he didn't get too flustered with guys at his feet or guys or pressure in his face. So that's that's a tool that, you know, all the great – this is a trait that most great quarterbacks do possess. Uh, so, you know, I think this is this will be another another test for Josh Allen knowing that he's out his right tackle, you know, he's going to have to step up and, and probably stay in the pocket a little bit more and, uh, you know, kind of protect whoever is replacing Spencer Brown. Yeah, most definitely. Um, but it's not like uh, Josh only has digs to throw to. I mean, yeah. he's got a ton of receivers out there. You got McKenzie, you got Davis, you got this one slot receiver uh, that for some reason, somehow, you know, every time you turn around, you're, you're looking up and you go, how did Cole Beasley get that wide open? You know, Listen, and then don't there's forget there's yeah. Emmanuel Sanders too. <laughs> right. That can stretch the field. Yeah. You know, Cole, Cole, Cole Beasley has been the probably, I, he's so underrated, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's just so underrated that slot position. And he, he, he's in that, that whole, that class of the, the West Welkers and, Mm-hmm. You know, all the great slot receivers that's ever walked in this league. And Cole Beasley is a great compliment to what they are able to do on the outside. Like, like you mentioned to Emmanuel Samuels and Diggs. So they have, they have the firepower. They have more than capable guys. This team is built the way a team, you know, before the season begins, like, okay, we need to be great in these areas. We need to be able to stop the run. We need to be in top five and stopping the run. We need to be top five and against the pass. And, this defense are both of those. They're third against the run in yards per game and yards to carry. And they have the number one passing defense in the league. You know, and Leslie Flesher of Leslie Frazier, that's indicative of his DNA on any defense. Yeah, definitely. Now, one thing that the Bills don't do well generally <laughs> is run the football. Oh, now, yeah. last week against yeah. the Jets, they ran the football pretty well, but that was an anomaly. That's like yeah, the right. first time I've seen this running game actually work in two years. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, will are the Colts going to really? If you were Indy, would you 
focus much on worrying about you know the run defense in this game, or would you be more no. worried about no. you know affecting Josh Allen in that pass game? Uh, I think you have to stay true to what got you here, right? And and offensively for the Colts, Josh or not Josh, Jonathan Taylor, when he's rushed over 100 yards this mm-hmm. season, it's equated to wins. They haven't lost when he's been able to rush over 100 yards. So you have to keep that formula what it is. But we have a great offensive line. This offensive line can handle this defensive line, and I don't care what stats or stats. But, you know, you brought, you brought up a good point before the, we started here. This Bills defense has only faced one credible running back in Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry who we thought he would be. He rushed for over 130-some-odd yards on 20-some-odd carries. So we don't know. The jury's still out. Can mm-hmm. they withstand an offensive attack on the ground with Jonathan Taylor and the guys we have up front leading the charge? And I think we have a great chance. You don't go into this game and, and, and scrap everything. Oh, no, 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 no. You may be top in the league, but you still got to go out here and play the game. You still got to strap up. You still got to put your hard hat on and all those different things and and stop us. So offensively, I think we stay true to who we are. Defensively, we got a lot of oof. This is this scares me. It scares me. It really does. With our secondary, um, and we all know the Bills aren't going to be committed to running the football. That's not what they do. Brian Dayball and Josh Allen, they want to they want to get those chunk plays. They're an explosive offense. And and I'm telling you, I've been in those locker rooms playing explosive football teams, and what they're saying in that locker room right now on the defensive side of the ball is we have to limit the amount of chunk plays we give up and force them to go the long, hard way. You know, force them into checkdowns, force them into throws on the sideline, if you can keep Emmanuel Sanders from stretching the field, Stefan Diggs from for for uh, you know getting those big chunk plays down the field, and also as an offense controlling the time of possession, because you also got to play the game against Josh Allen as well. You know, keeping him off the field is playing defense. So uh, just to think, you're just going to line up and think you're just going to bully this team. No, you got to be more strategic than that. So I got a couple questions off Twitter. Um, Colts loyalist wants to know: Do you think that our secondary slash safeties can hold up against the Bills receiver plus Dawson Knox? My heart says yes, uh, but <laughs> but again, you know, this is the this is the test we've been talking about. This is the test all season long. We've come close. We played the Rams close. We played Seattle close. We played some good teams very close. We've been up on Baltimore, lost a 19-point lead, you know, towards the end of the game. So this team hasn't shown it can go out and dominate and play the way they played against a Jacksonville or a Jets. So um, I'm scratching my head on this. I don't know if I have an answer. My, I know what my heart tells me, but they haven't proved it yet. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the game where if you ask me that question next week, I probably have a more definitive answer of how they play. But right now, uh, that's that's tough to call. I don't I don't know. What what do you think about it? I, well, I, I'm indifferent. Uh, in my opinion, I think skill wise, I think we have the guys to match up. Mm-hmm. But now it kind of rolls into the other question from Company Eagles, who says that this is looking pretty much like an even matchup. 
except for the fact that the Colts, that soft zone that they play and yeah. that defense is a bit yeah. too often going into be a yes. difference in a game. And yes. I, you, this is a game that the Colts cannot play that soft, soft ass defense against uh, yes. because these guys are going to go out there and find Cole Beasley will find every open spot in that zone. <laughs> yes. Like that. Yes. So this, the zone pressures, I mean, you listen, the Colts are coming off of what? 10 pressures, three sacks last game, two or three sacks last game, which is great, but we know it wasn't against a quality opponent like the bills. That's what scares me. Uh, in order to beat really good football teams in this league, you you got to go man on man. You know who's who's better, him mm-hmm. or me. And the zone works. Don't get me wrong; it allows your 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 defense to fly around. It allows guys like Darius Leonard to use that tomahawk punch when you know in zone coverage to be able to see the ball thrown from the quarterback and see where it's going. It allows your pursuit to be where it needs to be. However. Those guys get paid. I say it all the time. Those guys get paid. So they need to make, they need to earn their paycheck. In the secondary, in the coast secondary, they have to go out and earn their paycheck. And you do that by playing man on man. You line up and you 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 have to challenge these guys. I don't want to watch this game. I don't want to come in here next week and talk about how the Colts didn't challenge the Bills because this team is too explosive. Uh, they're too elite at the skill position to just think you're going to line up in zone and and beat a, 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 a explosive offense like the Bills and and how well you know Josh Allen has been playing. So uh, that frustrates me. It's frustrated me all year. You know you have to be able to just line up. And what that tells me is because I know Eberflus, this is his scheme, but you have to put trust in your guys. Trust them. Trust them that they can line up and play and compete with the best of the best. That's the only way to get validation. That's the only way. Your team is going to walk away, win, lose, or draw with some confidence saying that, you know what? We have a good football team we're playing. We challenged them. And you know what? It may work in your favor because this defense has shown to be opportunistic. They create turnovers. They lead the league in turnovers. The end of the game last last week against Jacksonville, what happened? This team was able to to cause the turnover when they needed it the most. So let let them pin their ears back. Go after these guys. But you have to you have to know what you have. Um, and, and I think this game is that game where you let those guys go out and play and challenge these guys from the skill position. So the last question is going to come from Real Goat Jones at Real Goat Jones on Twitter. That's a very interesting name. Um, uh, <laughs> kudos to you. Uh, he wants to know if it's a bad observation by he thinks that uh Stefan Diggs does the majority or a lot of his work on deep crossers. So um do you think that uh a lot of single high or double high what, what kind of safety coverage Great would question. you would you use to stop something like that? Great question. I'm sure he's seen this coverage before but you call it a robber. You know, you're man coverage, you have a guy man-to-man coverage on digs and if he likes to run those deep overs you call it a, a robber where the safety opposite of wherever digs is lined up he's the cutter and you know if he runs a deep over you have a you have your cornerback you know playing man coverage but if he crosses the hash now you can deliver him to the safety that's opposite of where he's aligned 
So there's different games you can play. I, I, I remember this is a great question. Now I get to go into the X's and O's a little bit. There was a there was a coverage called um, Raider. We called it Raider. And it was a beautiful coverage if everyone could, if everyone was on the same page. It's man coverage, but it's man with a zone concept built into it. So what that says is the inside linebackers, you have a shallow cross, tight end, or a receiver, shallow cross within that 10-yard 10, 10 mark. The backside linebacker is going to deliver him. It's going to take him, man coverage. And based on what the formation is on the other side, you can actually deliver him to someone else. It's kind of complicated to explain it, but you have to have um, a coverage where you're not solely dependent on the guy lined up on digs to cover him throughout the duration of the, the down. Because we know Josh Allen has the ability to extend plays. Uh, we know he has a big arm. He has this arm arrogance that he can make every throw on the field. So you have to be able to manipulate and have coverage is built in so backside safety is helping the the corner that's lined up against digs you have to have the linebackers you know rerouting guys that's doing shallow digs because cole beasley that's where he makes his money he's able to sit in the soft zone behind linebackers and you have to have some sort of combination um coverage of of man with a zone concept built into it i i love those type of coverages and they're hard, really hard to master and that's something that we did when Greg Minuski was there, and we ran a ton of it on third down, a ton of it. And, you know, it worked. I love the coverage. Do you think that due to uh, the youth and inexperience of this defense that maybe that is uh, a reason why uh, you're not seeing that coverage really called as much with, with Eberflus? No doubt. No doubt. They, they are a traditional – buzz type of defense on third down they run cover two cover three they run i mean obviously they run some zone pressures here and there mm -hmm. but you have to be more this doesn't seem like a complicated um defense when it in terms of coverage uh i play for guys who only call high school I, I like to call it high school cover two high school cover three high school cover one there was no you know delivering uh, a receiver to someone else. I hated that. I hated it because lining up against a quality offense, against a uh, a top ten quarterback. No, you're going to get picked apart. You have to be able to disguise. You have to be able to show a cover two shell mm -hmm. and uh, roll into uh, cover one. You have to be able to run trap coverage where the corners are protecting the sidelines and you funnel everything in. You have to throw him different looks, and more importantly, you have to be able to disguise. And what comes with that is experience. And we've had some, some guys in and out of the lineup in the secondary, and that could be the reason. But, again, I'll say it again. Those guys get paid. Make them earn their paychecks. Make them go out and earn their freaking paychecks, and let's see what you have. Absolutely. I, I think – I mean, at this point, it can't hurt because in the fourth quarter against teams, it seems like, you know, like I said, especially when we have the lead, we just – breakdown and just give the teams whatever the heck they want it seems yeah, like we're squandering leads where we we haven't played a complete i mean i don't this is a game again frank Wright, uh uh Iberflus, you know uh every unit has to contribute this is a game where i'm trying to gain extra possessions every way i can 
fake punts. I know we're running the football well, but you have to do something to on onside kick. Do something to rattle these guys and gain a possession. We know our defense is, you know, I'm confident that we're going to get a turnover. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do something to where we get some turnover, but we have to be able to do what we've done the last, the recent weeks of scoring, giving an opportunity, scoring in the red zone, uh, coming up with big plays. And uh, they're going to have an answer for Michael Pittman Jr. You know, he leads the lead and receiving yards on third down. They're going to have an answer for you. I guarantee you they play some sort of combination um, uh, coverage because he run, you know, the, the, he runs his fair share of over routes. That's when I look at top receivers who run over routes. Who, you know, those are the type of things that spring the good guys open. You put them in motion. You don't allow him to be a stationary target. Now the cornerback and the backside safety know exactly what they're getting, as opposed to the guy going in motion. And you have to be able to, you know, be on the same page. And we got a young, we got a young defense. And they're playing extremely hard, but you know, I, I that's just my personal preference. I prefer a more dynamic defensive scheme. Uh, earlier this year, we played the Baltimore Ravens, and, and for three quarters, the Indianapolis Colts held Lamar Jackson to jack and squat. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they did. They, <laughs> right. He had he had like less than a hundred yards total, like offense for the whole team in three quarters. It was mm. it was, re- and then he just blew up like he did right. last year. You know, took it to overtime, won the game. But and the the way they did that was a beautiful scheme when it came to getting pressure on him where the ends would only go as far back as the quarterback drops. They would not go further yeah. past that. And they yeah. would keep their, their pad levels up so they could see yeah. exactly where the quarterback is. And then yeah. when the quarterback takes a step and makes a move, they would move with him. And mm-hmm. they kept him contained. Is it is this a game where you bring that back against a guy like Josh Allen? I, I think you I think you that's a great yeah, that's a great observation. Um, I think to some degree, because you know, he's able to extend plays, but again, you don't wanna you don't wanna stifle the rush. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanna be able to, you know, allow guys to you don't wanna harp on it too much because anytime you do that, guys will will rush, stop their rush just to do what the coach said. You know, yeah. and so you don't want to stifle the rush, but you know what helps that? Running games. The defensive end, you run a, a game with the tackle, and now your defensive tackle is looping out. So it's giving guys multiple looks, and you're not just stationary targets. You're in your lane, you're in your lane, and it's easy to pick up. It's easy to read uh, from a from a from a running back standpoint. Who's the extra blitzer? So I do think you have to add that into the equation, especially when you're playing a guy like Josh Allen, because he is mobile. He is mobile. He can he can extend plays. He's the he's the quarterback that everyone wants. That's mobile, big, can stand in the pocket, poised, can make every throw down the field. So I do think an element of that is very important for this game. So you you also like the idea of, of you know I haven't seen a whole lot of stunts from the Colts no, this year. You don't you don't see a lot. You do not see a lot, and it, it comes with experience. You know Robert Mathis was a guy who, oh. To see these guys, Lawrence, to see the defensive line work on games, they call them games. You know, they have like, it's like nothing is verbal. It's all hand signals, which game they're going to run. A TE stunt, for instance, the tackle is a guy, he 
you know, he's the first to, to penetrate the B gap and he ultimately has contained. And so the defensive end is forced to run up the field and then loop behind this guy. I mean, there's so many games that um, that's out there. But again, you know, we don't major in it. We don't major in it. And that's not what we've done. And we try to rush with our four and we bring zone pressure. And what I haven't seen a lot of is is uh, Kenny Moore, you know, our, our, yeah. our nickels pressuring off the edge. You know, and I think he's one of the, you know, better secondary, better, you know, DBs that are blitzers in this league. He's a tough, small, compact guy. I need to see some more of that. I need to see some more of that and bring that back and give Josh Allen multiple um, confusing looks. And, you know, if – and Eberflus knows this defense. And there may be a reason we haven't seen much of it as of late. You're probably simplifying some things. You want guys to all be on the same page. You want to minimize the mental errors because as a player, we all know after each and every game, you have a call sheet. It's this long. If you have 75 plays, Lawrence, you have 75 plays and you have a plus or a minus. And on the minus, it tells you what you could have, what you should have done. The pluses, you could have done this, but you either made a tackle, made a play, you're in the right position or what have you. So, um, yeah, the Colts, uh, this is this is this is the test. This is the test this year of all the games, all the 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 injuries that you had to overcome uh, early in the season. You get some guys back healthy. Carson Wentz is playing uh, well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has his legs underneath him. You know, every game I expect him to have an explosive play. You know, and and let me say this, Lawrence. No one's really. Maybe it's the Derrick Henry effect, but no one is talking about Jonathan Taylor in the MVP race. Maybe I'm. Maybe I could be crazy, but I do think he deserves at least the conversation of. A guy without him, this football team's team looks a lot different. Oh no, lie! You are dead on with that one. Um, uh, and that's what it means: MVP, most valuable player to the team. You know, uh, it's not just like the best player in the NFL; it's how important you are. Right. To, but also, MVP race tends to go with winning teams, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think that they just reached 500. So, yes. you know, they're, yes. it might be they're waiting to see if Indy, how Indy does mm-hmm. against the next two opponents. Because the next yep. two opponents are going to say a lot about Indianapolis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Carson Wentz, the reason mm-hmm. they went out and, and Frank Wright was saying, you know what? This guy is the guy that can pick up the slack and get us over the hump. We have a championship caliber roster. Uh you know, but I do think you're right. You have to win those big games. You have to win those meaningful games. And heck, if they come out and play well and, and dominate this game and win in the fashion that's they've been accustomed to winning these last few weeks, don't be surprised if Jonathan Taylor creeps up in that conversation of MVP because he means more to this team than I think a lot of people are giving him credit for. Yeah, I think so too. Guys. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this, keep your thoughts, pause it, pause this right now, because the NFL popularity contest is underway right now. All right. So pause this, go to NFL.com, go to Pro Bowl voting and go vote all your Colts in there because you know that the Tennessee Titans are going to go out there and vote all their guys in and the Bills are going to go out there, support your team. 
vote for your Indianapolis Colts, then come back here and continue playing this this out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so important, man. I, you know that. Speaking of the Pro Bowl voting, can I tell you something? Can, mm-hmm. You know, this is. I hate to talk about myself for a minute, but that Pro Bowl voting is all popularity, man. It's all popularity mm-hmm. contests. And I get it. The top teams with the top players, you get in. But there's a lot of guys out here that's well-deserving of the honor. And I tell you this, a lot of players will tell you, oh, it doesn't mean anything. That's BS. It does mean something. It validates how you know how well of a season you've had. Obviously, every player wants to win a Super Bowl, but it does matter. Uh, it mattered to me. It mattered to every other player, whether they will uh, admit it or not. But it's something that adds validation and, and you get to check that box of, you know what, I was one of the best players in the league during this particular period. So it does mean something. So get out and vote. With 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 fans being able to vote and have been able to vote for a while to get to get the guys in, I would I would assume that it, it just makes you feel good knowing that you know, the fans have your back as well. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That it's not just, I mean, yes, all pro that's awesome. That, I mean, cause that's, right. that's your peers, right? Right. But right. you're out here making money and the guys mm. that you're trying to entertain basically mm. by playing a game is voting on you. Right. That's gotta feel like really nice. As yeah. Well. It's validation. It's validation yeah. and majority I would like to think the majority of your votes are coming from your regional team. Yeah. You know, because they watch you more than anyone else. So it's a huge validation. My first Pro Bowl was with the Colts. And that's why I'm forever, you know, I'm forever indebted to that place. And, you know, I I, I had been in the league for, heck, uh, nine years, eight years at that point. Mm -hmm. And never, I've been close to making a Pro Bowl. I've been an alternate Many a times behind Ray Lewis, but the format changed. And listen, I, in my mind, when I was here, we had just lost the AFC Championship game. And I remember the trainers t- talking to me on the plane ride back to after that game, back to Indy. Hey, you know, such and such won. Um, you know, you're going to the Pro Bowl. It didn't register to me because I was still in that mode yeah. of losing a, the biggest game of my life. But it does matter. It's it's a validation. Who doesn't like being so, you know what? You've done a great job for us, no matter what sport or profession you're in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. Dude, don't don't take that hard. Every linebacker in the NFL was an alternate to Ray Lewis. Okay? I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Ray Lewis was the man. Like, I understand right. he was a divisional rival for you, but he's he's talked as maybe the greatest at his position great. ever. Yes, you know? yes. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, reassured me that uh, I, I lost myself for a second. You're, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. I love you, Dequell, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. All <laughs> that right. Was amazing. Oh my goodness. Um. So now we're gonna go on and talk about. We're already 35. It doesn't feel like we've been talking 35 minutes to me. It doesn't. Um, you're having fun. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we, we already both discussed that we feel like this is going to be an over 50 point game and that's not going to be hard. That just means both teams have to score 25. Both these teams have got really, really good offenses. They've also got really good defenses. I mean, this is the number one and number two turnover, uh, defenses in the NFL, right? 
Buffalo's number one. Indy's number two. Last week, it was the opposite. Indy was number one. Buffalo was number two. <laughs> Weird how we're just switching back and forth. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of helps that Buffalo got four interceptions on Mike White. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. And a strip fumble. Yeah, fumble yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyhow, so that's the scary thing. The fact that this is the top two turnover defenses in the NFL – it worries me because it makes me feel like no matter how close or how far apart this game is, it could turn instantly, mm-hmm. instantly. You could walk into the fourth quarter feeling great, have a 17 point lead. And then inside three minutes, it's a tie ball game, you know, because <laughs> right. of the way these teams can turn the football over, you know, right. it worries me a little bit. So, um, I don't know what you got final words on this. Man, I thought you was going to ask me for a prediction of this game. The score. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I was like, Whoo. after after that, that, that I will. I was like, give you a this moment. Is, this is tough. This is right? tough. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I need to, you know what? The, I don't know what the weather's going to be. I should have checked the weather before we start. I think before. I think it's uh predicting light rain and in the 40s. Mm. Man. This is it's just one of those Every game right now that's being played, and for teams like Buffalo, who wants to keep that commanding lead within their conference, teams like the Colts, who are right on the outskirts, they, 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 they can control their destiny somewhat. If they win, it, yeah, they control their destiny. One, If they win against three specific teams this year, they're in the playoffs. Yes. And that, because that's... They, yeah, <laughs> because you got the Patriots, right? Yes which is right on the edge. You got the Bills, and there's another team, uh, the Raiders. Raiders, the Raiders. So everyone is kind of grouped, and no one has separated themselves. So Exactly. Out of all those teams that you just mentioned, you know, we know what the Raiders have dealt with, with their head coach and, you know, uh, the Henry Ruggs issue. So they're, they're slowly but surely, you know, new coach at leading the team. So – there's, there's so much to go. Derrick Henry going out, Tennessee. There's so many different things that can happen here. So many different mm-hmm. variables. I want to say my Colts can handle the pressure. They play a really good football team. Uh, they play a really good football game. And I think it's going to be a lot closer. Obviously, I, I do think the over, we're, we're going to see over 50-point score. Oh, yeah. Um, I do think the Colts have what it takes, and I'm just rooting for them. They haven't shown me that I should jump off this bandwagon, which I won't, but they hadn't shown me enough to say, you know what, they're not good enough. They can't compete. I'm not I'm not there yet. But this game is going to tell me everything I need to know for the week after, the week after that, and the thick of this season to tell me whether or not this team is ready to go to the playoffs and can win uh, and make a, a playoff run. So I'm, I'm stuck in the middle. I'm no, I'm normally I'm stuck in the middle with this because again, let's th- throw out the facts. Both of these teams you just mentioned, they're turnover machines. Uh, if you look at just the stats, you want to lean towards me. I want to lean towards I, the defensive stats stand out to me. Yeah, we both equally offensively we have weapons on the outside. If we can get a steady dose of Ty Hilton, we can get him back in the fold, healthy. Whether he's a big part of the game plan or not, he still poses a threat and he's a decoy if if all things considered. 
it's going to be a hard-fought football game. And I think it's going to be a lot closer than um, what people are, are, are expecting. I'm going to leave it at that. I think there's going to be a little bit of running in this game. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like, like I said, light rain, mm-hmm. uh, 40 degrees. Now, the last time it was rain, the Colts uh, made San Francisco look foolish. Um, yeah. But then again, that wasn't light rain. That was a lot of rain. Um, so, uh, but, but when it's cool and raining, you know, 40 degrees and, and rain, that sounds like a running game to me rather than a passing game. But we thought the same thing against San Francisco and Carson Wentz, just like, I don't care. Go yeah. get it. Hittman. Yeah. I'm, you know, either catch it or draw the PI one or the other. You know? <laughs> right, right. And you could legitimately, but man, I don't want him doing that against guys. You know, no, uh, the, the no. Trey White and them. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, yeah. please don't no. do that. Uh, Joy, Jordan Poyer. No, yeah, uh, we can't. We can't. Hide. Yeah, yeah, we we can't. We can't. Yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. Not against this defense. Not against this passing defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to be in a position where Carson Wentz feels like he has to make the play because listen, I know he's made some some errant throws here and there, but. Those one mishaps can cost you the football game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and inclement weather. Things are kind of slow and it's slippery and you're, you're, you know, this is an indoor football team. You know, you're playing now. The weather's starting to change. Now we're starting to see what type of how this team will react in not ideal circumstances. They passed one test, but it was the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Buffalo. Whew. Buffalo is playing at home. Um, they're coming off a big win. They put up a lot of points. It's going to be a dogfight. I'm, I'm hoping for a dogfight. Yeah, me too. Um, I still think that there will probably be two turnovers by each team minimum. Um, it's just one of those games that I see that both these guys, both these teams are aggressive at, at, at attacking the football. Carson Wentz, let's be fair and frank, has been lucky on a lot of the passes that he's had um, where I don't want to see another left-handed throw. I better not see another left-handed throw against this team. is going to, it's going to, yeah. That's a, that's a very huge touchdown. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't need those. Um, They're they're getting after the quarterback. They're two sacks a game, you know? So these guys are (laughs) an ideal defense that applies pressure. They're going to force Carson Wentz and his offense and Frank Wright and company to either step up to the bully and, you know, we come out on the on the other end, surprise, and on the winning end, or you tuck your tail. And I don't think this team is going to tuck their tail. They fought too hard to get back in this position. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, listen to the names they have on 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 the defensive line that they can they they flip them so much. Greg Rousseau, the rookie. Ed Oliver. We all know Ed Oliver. Star yep. Lutalele. Jerry Hughes. Mario yeah, Addison. Vernon Butler. AJ Espinenza. I mean, these are all really good defensive linemen, right? right. That just move and flip in between each other. I mean, good Lord, man. And that's what the Colts want to do. They right. want to have that kind of defense. That's why they kept drafting defensive linemen all the time so mm-hmm. they could 
but they're not doing it. You got you got uh, a mummified DeForest Buckner out there on the line with like 15 different. Did you see his injury report? There wasn't enough room to list all the injuries he had. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, pardon me. Still dealing with the sickness, trying to recover. So I apologize yeah. for the cough. Um, I'm gonna throw out my my prediction. Now this is a loose prediction. Um, like I said, I, I expect some turnovers. I hope the Colts are on the positive end of this spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go 31-27 Colts. Yeah, I, I was thinking a little. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking a little higher. I was well, thinking. Go ahead. Well, not much higher. Not much higher. Not in the 40s or anything like that. But you you said 21. No, uh, 27, uh, 31. 31. Yeah, I was I was around like 34, 31. Not much, but I, I do think. Okay. You know, with with the weather, uh, I think we're going to try to hold true to running the football. I just want to eat some clock and. Um, I, I think we see a new team. I think I think slow as much as I keep talking about, it, I'm talking myself into seeing a team that plays four quarters and they surprise us. It's about time. It's 11 game of the season, right? You're, you're due for a game where you play a complete complementary style football game, offensively, defensively, special teams. You know, with increment weather, you know, special teams become very prevalent, which they are all the time, but you know, a botch punt here and there. We were able to get a block punt last week. Uh, so, you know, Bubba Ventrone, I played with him before. So, you know, he he is a he's a sharp, he's a sharp guy. But uh yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards 34-31 Colts. I, I think, think I think I'm I'm believing in the Colts right now. Yeah, I got Colts 31-27. This is the first time I think all year that your prediction had a higher score than mine. That's odd. Even, yeah, think, even when I we think, go low, you, yeah. you go lower than I do. Yeah, bro. I go low. I, yeah, and I've been <laughs> off. Like, I don't even want to check those stats. You, you've, been, you've been spot on, and I've, you know, I was like, you know what? I, I gotta, hope at I'm this spot point. on this game because that, <laughs> I, I, uh, that would be a fun game. Uh, 30s to 30-ish yeah, game, yeah, you know, 60-point yeah. game. That'd be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it will be, and I don't. I don't know if we. Uh, I hope Ty Hilton can 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 come in, and and you know he's that one guy that you haven't seen a lot of this year. And if he comes back and and you you throw Buffalo a wrinkle because if you're on that defense, you you identified your targets, right? Michael Pittman Jr. We know what he brings. Jonathan Taylor. We know what he brings. The offensive line. We know how dominant they can be. Carson Wentz. They're probably saying the same things we are. Lawrence, let's force him. Let's force this team one dimensional. Let's force them to 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 put the ball in Carson Wentz's hands. So now our pass defense can come to light, and we can create these turnovers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if you add in a wrinkle like Ty, he has a big day. It catches them off guard, and now things kind of open up. And you know, Jonathan Taylor has the day that we expect him to have. You know, he has a huge test. You know, the guy, I mean, this is everyone is going to be battle tested and everyone is going to be evaluated. We're all watching this football team and say, you know what, we're five and five. You know, if we need to get this football, this is a must win. This is a playoff feel to it. Well, yeah, they haven't beat a team that's got more than three wins. No. They need to win this game. 
need to yes. prove it, yes. not just to us, but to themselves, that they could defeat a quality football team. And right. this is the perfect time to do it. They've had all year to get those injuries out of the way, get their, you know, kind of coalesce with one another, understand the players around them, understand mm-hmm. the playbook, the coaches, all that. They've had 10 weeks of, uh, of all that happening. It's time to bear the fruit. Okay. <laughs> yes. There's no more moral victories right now. No. Those more victories, are, they're gone. You have to win or you go home. Yep. You win exactly. or you go home. And in November, every great football team starts to win those close football games. They start to make a run. Robert Mathis was my was my tutor in what good what football team should look like. I had no idea coming from Cleveland. He's like, hey, November hits. It was like a sense of urgency around the building that was something that I had never experienced before. Frank Wright and that coaching staff, I'm sure they're applying that pressure on these guys. Like, hey, listen, this is always that moment of the season where, you know, it gets tough mentally. It gets tough physically. And you got to still go out and understand the, the, the task at hand to go out and and put together a complete 60-minute football game. And I think they have to do it. Time is running out. Yeah, it is. It is a very, very tight window for the Indianapolis Colts sitting at five and five, a half game currently out of the AFC playoff picture. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. That was the Quell Jackson. And as usual, Go Colts. Go Colts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.